0: All right, so welcome back to None Other Than Another Podcast from I Lost My Podcast. I am none other than your host, one of your hosts, Joshua Gray, the fat fitness model, Jose Cortez, Husky Jefe, call me everything, just make sure it's a good name. And we are here today with who?
1: I am Michigi, your other podcast host, but I'm in the interview seat, interview me seat.
0: So we wouldn't want to call it a hot seat, but you are in the interview seat today, mm-hmm. because today on this episode we will be in- interviewing um, my co-host Michi G, and we're we're talking about losing another person who was, I guess, vital to your life, uh, mm-hmm. and who was that person?
1: Um, that was my best friend since high school, Shatika
0: Fleming. Shatika Fleming, and just a little background on you guys. Where, how did you all me become friends? Just give us a story.
1: Um, me and Shatika met. We went to the same high school, and we went out for the cheerleading team. Well, it was my first year doing varsity, and she was a grade above my above me. So, we just kind of met at tryouts, and we just stuck together. Like, everybody else was already on the varsity team, and they knew each other, and we were like, we don't know nobody, so we just going to stick together. Us and my friend Lydia, all three of us became a clique, and we've been tight ever since. We were tight ever since.
0: I know meeting friends is weird, uh, or different, or... It's a new experience. Was it like, I guess, was it a friendship at first sight? Like, did y'all immediately hang out, or was it over time y'all got closer and closer? I think
1: Shatika just had such a personality that, like, she never met a stranger. And I'm quiet. I've always been kind of quiet, but if you talk to me, like, like, I have a blue personality myself. So, it just kind of was like we hit it off the first time we, like... Met each other and like, cracking jokes and stuff, but we didn't hang out immediately. We just knew, like, oh, that's the other girl from the cheerleading team. And then once we made the team we were around each other more, that's when we kind of built a bond.
0: Okay. So was she one of those friends that came around the family a lot? Was she
1: mm-hmm. more? Well, not come around the family. We would, uh she was basically, like, an adopted daughter because my parents would, like, pick her up from the game or pick her up to go to the game or she would ride home with us from cheerleading practice. So, my mom knew her. They, even though they would joke with her and call her Topeka because they can never say her name right. But she was like a adopted daughter pretty much.
0: Who called her Topeka? I bet you it was your mom.
1: It was my mom. She, she yeah.
0: There's something <laughs> she about your mom and names. Yeah, she don't. It just was. Yeah. <laughs> but nevertheless, so i guess would you say how would you say her family life was did you experience any of that or see
1: uh i won't speak too deep because i don't know i don't, I don't want to touch that that aspect of it um but i know that when she was with our family i know she she loved it she was we treated her like she was one of us and she treated us like you know
0: Oh, was it many spend the nights? Did y'all spend the nights? Uh, or? I don't think
1: she spent the night. It was more so just on the game basis, like, you know, if okay. we if we needed, if she needed to come home from practice or something like that.
0: What about mall buddies? Like, did y'all go to we the mall? We did go to the mall a couple skating times. Skating rink? I know in Nashville, skating rink is a big thing. <laughs> did y'all go to the skating rink together? Or uh,
1: maybe once or twice. Once or twice, Yeah. We more Our friendship was more so, ironically, it was more so on the phone, even though I don't like the phone. Um, but we would more so pick up the phone and call each other, crack jokes or prank phone call people she would talk to or whatever. We were just, like, on the phone just having the best time.
0: Now, you say you don't like the phone, right? Mm-hmm. Now, was that back in the day, could you still say the same thing, or is that more... Because of now, you're more prone to text messaging, yeah. get your point across, a love across to a loved one. be honest.
1: I think back in the day, I was better. I, I've never liked talking on the phone for whatever reason, i texting. But I was, I didn't think about it more. More Back then, it was more like, oh, they're calling, or or at least Shatika's calling. Like, okay, I'll pick up the phone. And we, I knew, like, it was going to be laughter and fun, so.
0: Why didn't you... I I mean, I just want, why didn't you like talking on the phone? What was so, what was so bad about it?
1: I I don't know. So, I, in doing shadow work, um, I've tried to dig into why I don't. The only thing I could think of, we were late bloomers with like cell phones. My brother didn't get a cell phone to his senior year. I didn't get one to like my freshman year, a cell phone. But before that, like we had a house phone and like my brother had girls or whoever called would have to talk on the house phone and so i would be one of the ones like on the other line like what you talking about what they talking about or like eavesdropping on my parents conversation like what they talking about what they talking about like just on the other end so in doing shadow work when i try to figure it out i'm like i wonder do i not like talking on the phone subconsciously because i feel like somebody's on the other end i don't i really don't know but for whatever reason i think it's part of it is social anxiety what i know now is social anxiety Mm -hmm. um and just that oh i don't know what the i don't know if i can carry on the conversation or i don't i overthink the conversation of being on the phone instead of like you just spending time talking to somebody you love i think that got to me and also like you know somebody on that just that subconscious of like somebody's on the other line possibly listening to like a privacy thing, if that makes sense. Gotcha. I don't know.
0: So how often would you say, I guess, compared to high school, and I guess you was, you was kind of freshly out of college, mm-hmm. how often were y'all talking compared to back in the day versus then?
1: Um, in latter years, we didn't talk as much just because life took us in different directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was in college, well, when I was in high school, my senior year, she went away to college, and we still kept in touch, just not as, like, everyday like we were.
0: Um, she was a year older
1: Yeah, she's a year older than
0: me What college did she go to?
1: I think she went It's not a college anymore But it was Lambeth
0: Okay Lambeth, I know what University. you're talking about yeah. Lambeth
1: um, But she went there And even when I went away To Austin P, uh, We kind of kept in touch She was supposed to visit I was supposed to vice versa Before that school shut down But it's just like Life happens Schedules just
0: Did y'all see each other? All? I mean not often I know not often But did y'all see each other? Uh, when, even when you seen her, if uh, you did, rarely, mm-hmm. was it was it still genuine, I guess, like, love and affection? Just like,
1: hey. And yeah, it was more so like we had never, like, we went maybe a year or two, one of those years of being in college um, and just in other directions. And every time we talked, it was like, uh, we picked back up, like, how's this going? How's the family? How's sister, brother? She asked the same, I was my brother and mom and pops and everything, and it was like we never left off, like,
0: yeah.
1: it was always genuine love.
0: So, mm-hmm. what year did you lose Shatika or she transitioned? I
1: believe, I want to say, don't quote me, but I believe it was 2016, the year we got married. Because I remember, when I remember Mom was living, I remember that I told her about our engagement because her son's birthday is around the time of our anniversary. So Mm. I remember I told her I couldn't make it, and then I told her about the proposal and all that, and she was excited for the wedding. So it had to have been that January, February of
0: 2016. So 2016-ish. So how was she as a, how would you, you know, how would you describe her character, her as a person? Um, just
1: she was very bubbly. She was just full of joy. Like she always had me laughing, cracking jokes, picking with people and she just had a personality. I don't know, she just when she walked in the room, she really lit up. Like she made sure you were having a good day. She just she was just an amazing person. I can, to this day, I can hear her laugh because she would just giggle and I would be giggling and just, it was a good time every time we were together.
0: Well, one of the funniest memories, what you got?
1: Um, one of the funniest memory probably us prank phone calling in high school. Uh, we would prank phone call some guys, different, different like classmates that she just had their number and we'd be like, let's prank call this person. And like, just being on three way and just hearing her crack jokes and just, people that was probably so just it.
0: holding up the phone line
1: mm-hmm, pretty much. prank calling boys <laughs> pretty much.
0: that is off pretty the much. chance mm-hmm.
1: I learned a lot from her too cause I even back then like I said I, I've never really had I've always kind of unofficially had social anxiety so I never really knew how to talk on the phone mm-hmm. unless I just really rocked with you but I just kind of picked up how she carried conversations and how she just interacted with people like like it just was no pressure. She just make sure you had a good time, make sure, you know, it was yeah. jokes, it was laughs, it was just fun.
0: So, on a scale of 1 to 10, and 10 being, I guess, the most, I, I know this is probably tough to rate, mm. but how, 10 being, it just really affected you a lot, a lot, how would you rate the loss of Shatika? Losing Shatika?
1: Um, what was a lot, 10?
0: Or ten is a lot.
1: A ten, for sure. That's it affected me in a lot of
0: different ways. I mean, what in particular was affected? I mean, I, granted, you know, love and, you know, stuff like yeah. that.
1: Um, Just the nature and, what, and how she passed, because I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, our relationship, our friendship has always been, like, fun and laughs and, you know, just a good time, like... It, I never really knew her to have sad days or
0: mm-hmm.
1: whatever. Um, so just to know the way that she passed, it just kind of it's like guilt there because it's like I didn't know. I found out all this information. Like I'm like, oh, what? What? Like it was just a shock.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, she stayed in the same apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Did you? Was it guilt from the fact that you felt like <clears throat> you know? You could have done more, or? Yes.
1: Um, because since we moved into that apartment complex, and to find out that her building was, like, in front of ours, I was like, oh, shoot, we can finally spend time together. And we would always talk, like, hey. She would either be like, hey, I'm available this time, are you? And then I'd be like, well, something on my end didn't work out. Or then I would be like, hey, you want to hang out this day? But then something else wouldn't, you know, just schedule conflicts, you know, It just never worked out and then when that happened um the day which i don't know if this is a question of yours but the day that she passed ironically i don't know if it was the day it's a blur but she called or texted me that day and i missed it and the day that i found out she passed i was just so busy at work and it was snowing and and so, in my mind, I didn't even see the phone rung. I just kind of glanced and was like, oh, I missed the call from just take it. I'll call her when I get off, like, you know. And I didn't think nothing about it until my best friend had called. So, it just was, like, guilt with that. Like, I should have picked up the phone because what was she trying to tell me? What was, you know.
0: So, would you say work was more, was work really a factor or was not it an excuse?
1: I feel like work, Hmm. It was probably both. I think that with working around that time, that was my first time, my first real job out of college. And I was tired. I Mm -hmm. was like, as an adult, um, which in hindsight, it could be an excuse. I was just tired. I could have made time for friendships or to be there for a friend because you don't. I guess in the hindsight, back then, you just assume, like, I got time to kick it with my friends. Uh, I'm tired today, I'll call it tomorrow, or and tomorrow turns into tomorrow and tomorrow, and you think you have all this time. And so, yeah.
0: Do you feel as though, I mean, even in today's prison time, are you still that type of way? I have time, is...
1: Yes, and I'm am gonna be honest and say, I beat myself up about that, because right now I'm in a weird space where i And this is kind of like a triggering point
0: in Mm -hmm. terms
1: of uh me and my friendship just me as a person like why do i do certain things that i do why do i why do i answer for some people and i don't for others or why just do i just whatever it is just why do i do certain things the way that i do and even down to my conversations with family and even down specifically to my conversations with friends I know that after I lost Shatika, I was more like, let me not miss their call. Let me actually pick up because, you know, you don't know what will be on the other line or what my friend might be going through. Um, but now I'm in a weird point where I just, I analyze so much that I'm like, I think about my friends all the time and I still can't pick up the phone. Like, what is that? that... So no. it's still, it's like on one hand, if my friends call, I try to, Pick up, to try to answer, mm-hmm. and if I don't, I usually beat myself up about that for whatever reason. But so
0: Shatika's passing happened prior to your mom passing, right? Mm-hmm. If you could, could you recall how did your mom react to it? Was she
1: um that day? I can't. I want to say it was my niece's birthday. I think she passed in February because I remember it was snowing and we. We're going out to the aquarium and Opry Mills for, uh, for, I think, my niece's birthday party. And I remember my mom just kind of hugging me, like, because that was like she lost a daughter. And both my parents really, her, sorry, my eyes burning. uh My dad and my mom really kind of hugged me and were both sad because, like I said, that was like a daughter to them. And they were like, they're in Topeka, like, what? Like, It was a shock, and they both went with me to her funeral. And I remember breaking down, and my dad holding me like, and he was kind of like messed up by it. Yeah, that was like a. Like you said, it was
0: very good relationship, close relationship. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you, I was so. I guess in a sense, did you was was the hug consoling for both parties? I guess you Mm -hmm. and your parents.
1: Yeah. Oh, my eyes burning. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, it was, and I think my parents consoling me probably was more so them. We were probably consoling each other, but, you know, as parents, you want to put on that strong face for your uh, for your kids. So it probably was a little bit of both.
0: And I know you said you attended the service. Did you feel compelled? Did you speak at it or?
1: Um, I didn't speak at it, um, but I saw that the family oh, – I'm so sorry.
0: Hold on one second, guys. <laughs> Sorry about this. Where we left off was at, did you speak at the funeral or?
1: Uh, No, I didn't speak at the funeral. Um, However, I did know when I got to the funeral, um, I think her grandmother kept a bunch of like our trilling pictures. So mm-hmm. I saw they had a bunch of pictures of me and her and uh her and a couple of our other other friends we cheered with that I hadn't seen in a long time. So they put them in the slideshow and stuff too, so that was like like darn so I I don't know. It it warmed my heart to see that, but, but no, I didn't they didn't ask me
0: to speak. So how can I put this? Um before we go to Any further, how did she pass? If you can give people
1: a Um, background. I won't say the official. I will just say uh, allegedly or what I heard through a mutual friend is that apparently she struggled with depression
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, and apparently took her life. Again, I don't know how true that is, but um, that's what I heard. Um, And if that is true, that does hurt because like i said i think i've talked about on this podcast now uh where i'm at in life i've ran into some stuff with depression here and there and just to know how deep and dark it can go like i'm like darn is this what she was feeling and what if she didn't well she felt like she didn't have nobody and it's like if i would have known or you know what other things were going on what may have been transpiring like maybe i could have been there like maybe i would have like Mm -hmm. picked up the phone every time that she called because i knew like hey she's struggling with something you know um but yeah supposedly that's how she passed
0: so how often does that i mean how often do you think about or play in your brain a scenario of you actually being there not saying that you weren't but
1: i'm gonna be honest i try i'm gonna be honest her passing the guilt that i feel from that and just not being there weighs heavy on me mm-hmm. um i took it really hard when she first passed uh and so much so to the point like i kind of have until filming this episode i kind of put put it to the back of my mind just i try not to think about it um but it did affect me uh her, she was buried near where my first job was. She was mm-hmm. buried her where she's buried is near there. So like on my lunch break when it first happened, like every lunch break, just about every lunch break, I would go and sit by her grave and just be like, I'm sorry, like like I'm sorry I didn't know, and, you know.
0: So it did affect, me for yeah. Sure. So was I guess out of the five stages of grief: anger, depression, denial, bargaining. Which one do you, you really feel like it's
1: Um, anger, depression, denial, part of it was denial Mm -hmm. because I was like, a part of me accepted it and felt that it was real because I would text her and was like, you know, Hey there, like, you know how we do when people pass and we just can't believe it. And I kind of accepted it because she wasn't responding back like she normally would. Um, But then denial because it's like, you know, when you've never lost someone, it's like they're not. No, they were such a light. No, you can't. It's the same thing I went through with my mom. Like, it can't be that they passed. So definitely those two. Um, I guess bargaining because bargaining is, well, if I could have just did this, maybe I would have that. I think uh, probably some of that. Um, honestly, probably every stage of grief at some point I probably went through. But really, the extended stages of grief, when Mm I say seven, I forgot the seventh one, but guilt for sure was the biggest one that I...
0: Okay, so would you say, would you say it haunts you? The thought sometimes haunts you?
1: Every now and then. When she first passed, it did heavy, and I would, like, sometimes, I think I talked to you about it a couple times, but then, because you lost someone shortly after that, so we kind of, but then, like, when your person passed, I kind of was, like, thinking more about you and that person, so I kind of buried it to the back of my mind and try not to think about it, but every now and then, like, her, she will come up in my mind or old memory or and then i think like you know i didn't even get to have a good enough relationship with her son like if i saw her, if i saw her son i probably would know cuz i remember his face but mm-hmm. we just didn't have that relationship um and so guilt even with that like you know
0: so hearing, hearing you say that it was you know speculated or kind of you heard that it may have been suicide or battle of depression or something like that mm-hmm. uh hate to use those words cuz they're so harsh but what's your honest thoughts on suicide? Like, what do you, do you uh, have any honest ooh. thoughts on it? or
1: Honest thoughts on suicide. I understand it. I, I That's weird to say, and I never thought I would say I understand it, but I understand it. Um, for someone to take their life means that they were really in pain. And mm-hmm. that also makes me feel more guilty because mm-hmm. I'm like, i I could have at least been a listening ear Mm -hmm. you know i i didn't know i had no idea um so with suicide i just i know something i never thought she would do um but i understand knowing how dark depression gets right weirdly to say that but I, i understand
0: um i think it's not weird to say actually because uh I'm reading currently reading the mastery or this mastery of self by Don McGill. But to understand self, I mean, it takes some deep diving and I don't think it's weird for you to say you understand suicide because like depression is a big thing. Anxiety is a big thing. Um, In certain situations I've, you know, I've been in the situation of seeing you go through it and how is it's, it's, yeah. it's a beast. It's a bad mother. Yeah. Shut your mouth, you know? And we as humans don't know what somebody has been through, mm-hmm. you know, what they've, what they've seen, what has been done to them. Like it's a lot of things that people battle that I use the, it's a lot of first, let me finish. It's a lot of things that people battle mm-hmm. that we can't even we can't even fathom the thought right yeah so you know one thing my mom always used to say is like you think you got it bad but she had it worse than me growing up it's people that
1: always have it worse off than you and
0: it's that's the truth it's people that have it worse off than you right Mm -hmm. so when people are battling these things (laughs) you have to give them grace Mm -hmm. and understand it. So for you to say you understand it, I do understand it. And it's okay for you to understand it because yo, this is, this is real life Mm -hmm. and life has a lot of moving parts.
1: And I don't even know anxiety, depression is one thing, but anxiety is a whole nother piece. I don't know if that's something she went through, but it's like, imagine feeling like you're in constant danger and just something's not right. Or like, just like this, like you don't belong in this world because right. just, just. I wish I could better explain depression and anxiety, you. but sometimes with depression and anxiety, not saying that I necessarily contemplate suicide. I don't, but I can see how people will be like, you know what? It's just better if I just take my life because it gets the energy in the world and the social media and yeah, when we a, talk about what we, things we've been through that yeah. don't, people don't talk about like I could I, I understand how people can be like I'm just gonna take my life because this is too much it's overwhelming mm-hmm. it's just I don't want the pressures of the world so
0: so in the, in the, this is this is where it gets I'm gonna say this phrase and you tell me how you feel suicide is selfish suicide is selfish as fuck how do you feel if I tell you that phrase
1: you know prior to losing her even losing her that was in the back of my mind I didn't want to say that but I always we hear that and we're taught that subconsciously that you take your life you're selfish We think about your this person and that person and that person but it's like the more I've come to understand depression and anxiety and just mental disorders as a whole that a lot of us struggle with more than we're willing to admit it's like it's like they're not selfish. Like some people try so hard to battle the the amount of energy it takes to get up and just do life every day, and have to fight the same battles mentally. And just if you're not living the life you want to live, if you have kids, that's a whole. You got to be a whole adult and a whole
0: Suicide
1: is. Listen kids. to me.
0: Suicide like, is selfish. If you kill yourself, you're going to hell
1: i don't think that's true i grew up thinking that but i don't think that's true one we we don't have a hell a heaven or hell to put people in to say that to people um but understanding different things better i don't think that i just don't think that now of course we pray so sometimes when i pray like i'll still pray over my mom i still pray over shatika i pray over my loved ones who have gone on i pray for their soul like if let's say that is true if that is, I always pray, Lord, have mercy on their souls. Please forgive them for the sins that they did on this earth. Protect their souls in the afterlife. I don't know what the afterlife holds, but mm-hmm. protect them. Um, but I don't, I don't think that's true. I, I think that a lot of things are beyond our understanding, and until we go through those things, we can't, we can't say somebody's going to hell or they're selfish for right. that. Because I thought it was as simple as just like, well, I'm gonna be here to listen. I can just talk to me. Like, all you got to do is ask for help. Like, so I think it's deeper than that.
0: It's this it's this whole concept of the two way street. Right. Mm -hmm. And the two way street is in in my, you know, the concept of a two way street. Mm -hmm. So the phone works both ways. Mm -hmm. Like when someone says, oh, you can just call me. When do we stop and say, have you ever stopped and said, oh, I I should have just called. them.' I should have just called them and it's okay i think we always get wrapped up in oh if you're going through something you can just call me like sometimes people don't
1: have it in them to do it like that energy that they might not have i know i'm not gonna lie that's another part of sometimes why it's harder for me to reach out on the phone sometimes it's just energy that i don't have like i think about everybody my family friends so much grandma even um
0: do you feel like it's your ego does your ego play a part in you not being able to communicate, even if you're going through something? To an extent. Okay.
1: To an extent. And that comes from me learning more about ego, um, learning about your self-ego, self-perception, and things like that. I Hold think on. a part of it is.
0: Do you think it's your ego? And you were saying...
1: I think that it part okay. of it is. The more that I understand ego and I study ego and I look into what our egos are um our egos keep us from being accountable for stuff. Right. And I think that part of it is ego.
0: So, okay. If it's ego that keeps us from it, is it I'm I'm trying to unpack this this conversation mm-hmm. because in the sense if this was suicide or something like that, battling depression on your end for someone that's battling depression, Are you, is that ego or that conversation in your head telling you, are you, how can I put it? You have friends and you have family and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Who you feel like you can talk to, but does it keep you, what's that conversation? Is it keeping you away? Is it like they're going to, are you more, they're going to judge me or?
1: I think that part of it is. For me personally, um, there is a part, and I'm working on this with myself too, that has always subconsciously been, I have not put this label on myself or no one has put this label on myself, but I felt I had to live up to it is the strong person or the strong friend. So a lot of not reaching out uh, when I'm going through something comes from that. Like, I can't go to this. Pr- I know I know that I have amazing friends and if I need them, they're there. They will darn it right up. Or you're talking about people that like, when I my, lost my mom at like four in the morning, they came from Clarksville. They came from wherever and was up there. They pulled up. like So I know I have, and even family, I know I have a good support system. But sometimes that ego, sometimes I just, in my mind, I'm like, no, I don't want them to look at me as weak. Or I don't want to lean on them too heavy or, you know. And it's just like, I've gotten to a point to that point so far where I'm like, I got it myself. Like, I can just, I, I've learned to isolate probably too much, but I've learned to just be by myself and handle problems. And, you know, like I got, or I'll talk to you or we, we give each other, you know.
0: So I'm, I'm so. trying to, is it, where where do we, where do we turn this around? Mm-hmm. Like, Shatika needed somebody to talk to, evidently. And she probably battled with the whole thing of,
1: you know, yo, yeah, I'm strong, I'm still,
0: because you said she walk in the room and it lights up, right? Mm -hmm. So she's like, I got this. What if they think I'm I'm weak? Where do we stop? When when do we stop this? Because I feel like it hurts us more than even as a even as a black man Mm -hmm. or man in general to say to say like, yo, I'm hurting like yo, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling this good. Like, it's like, bro, come on. Like, oh, I think they're going to think I can't say that. Yeah. Where do we stop this? I think we should stop it right now by saying yeah. it's okay, bro. Yeah. Or oh, it's okay, sister.
1: I can say uh, I am. I talk about what we will talk about shadow work in some coming episodes. But I have really been heavy on, like, shadow work and digging deeper within myself of like, okay, now I've identified all these things and the social anxiety, the whatever, whatever, and just not the past of not answering my phone or calling friends or whatever. But it's like, now I'm moving into action. Like, Mm. you know, once we identify, action. So I have started challenging myself, like, hey, when somebody's on your mind, at least send a text, at least send a text, baby step, you know, And, and caring, not just send a text. Cause I've done that. I've like, oh, okay, this person's on my mind. Let me send a text. But now I'm finding it's like carry the conversation, right? And then baby step from there. Actually pick up the phone. Like it's not that hard. But I think sometimes ego and we're harder on ourselves of like this image. Well, or social anxiety. We we add that to our identity of like, no, I have social anxiety. I'm not gonna be able to carry the conversation. And I say that. I had I had social anxiety, but the reality is, if you ask my friends or whoever I've been on the phone with, I carry the conversation so well, nobody would even know. But on the inside, I'm like, okay, what are we gonna talk about next? What are we gonna? So it's just about progress for me, making steps and just just continue to be greater.
0: So, today in time, bringing it back full circle, do you feel like you're? Do you feel like you're a bad friend? after dealing with this situation then versus now um
1: honestly i think guilt tells me i am but if any of my friends need me um i'll be 10 toes down for them like whatever they need um so i i battle with that honestly i would love to be like no i'm not but guilt is a a beast it, it tells you yes you are because you didn't pick up the phone
0: mm-hmm. or
1: you didn't actually she lived across the street from you you didn't even if she was busy you didn't go over there and bang on the door and demand she spend time with you and you could have done that like you didn't take extra steps to be there for her you know you were a bad friend so
0: so do you ever feel uh, like do you ever feel like you'll ever be able to forgive yourself
1: I think eventually eventually is takes some work like a lot of stuff mm-hmm. um and, well, yeah, eventually. Eventually it'll come a time.
0: Eventually. But right
1: now it's still, this is the first time I'm really talking about it.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I haven't really processed it. I kind of felt it when she first passed. I buried it in the back of my mind for a little bit. Um, but I never just sat and talked, to, talked about it. So eventually with time and probably writing about it, maybe there needs to be more journal entries for me or questions i need to come up with for myself and really give detailed answers honest answers just personally um but yeah over time i think i will
0: so do me a favor finish this sentence for me Mm -hmm. i wish shatika knew
1: that i wish shatika knew that i loved her and i cared about her so much and i loved her and i always considered her my best friend even when you know, life just pulled us in different directions. And yeah. And I wish you knew that I had I known I would have been there and I apologize.
0: Wow. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. So let's let's think about this. People dealing with depression, anxiety, you dealt with it yourself. People really going through it. From a person going through it, what, I guess, what words would you have with somebody dealing with it?
1: Um, I'll be honest in dealing with it. I have learned that a lot of it, some of it is mental, but it's deeper than just being mental. Some of it is our diet, which nobody talks about. Like, we've grown up eating processed foods and different stuff that actually affects our mental and the older we get like it plays a big part in our mental health um so i want them to just take time to take care of yourself when you feel bad go to positive affirmations and put healthier foods in your body and just keep mm. track of what you eat and your thoughts what your thoughts are. if you eat a, some a thing of fried chicken what are your thoughts if you eat if you spend a whole day eating salads and fruits and vegetables no meat what are your thoughts like really weigh and assess what's going on with you and what you're actively doing are you being depressed and just sitting and like i'm gonna be in my room and just cry and have a depressed spell or, or are you like no i'm gonna beat this like nah okay even down to my routine i'm gonna go for a walk i'm gonna go juice i'm gonna do smoothies i'm gonna like what are you doing and keep track of that because I'm a firm believer that none of these things, even illnesses and diseases, they're not your identity. You don't have them. You don't have them at all. Um, they're not permanent. Like you can you can you can work on them. All right. And there are things out there that can make them better. Um, so just know that if you say you have depression or anxiety, you you're experiencing it right now, but you don't have that. See so what keep track of yourself. Assess yourself and be adamant about not wanting it. You know, if you want it, you can have it. I don't think you want it. But if you really are like, okay, I'm sick of this. This is not a life for me. Then make up in your mind that you're going to take necessary steps to get better. So.
0: That was, that was, that was beautiful. So from the, are there any telltale signs that you can say you know or after this instance you kind of picked up on as far as knowing if somebody's going through something
1: i would say i would love to say yes um if they're always wanting to be home and away from people they don't want to come out and you know some typical depression signs and then some that look like just not wanting to leave the house. But then there are some where people like Shatika are bubbly in the life of the party. Mm-hmm. Or look at, who was it, Robin Williams? That mm-hmm. passed, I think he committed Comedian, suicide. Yeah. And nobody, it's like he was so bubbly and full of life. Nobody knew he was going through something. So I think, and they call it manic depression, I think. Manic mm-hmm. depression. Uh, people who have that like they show you one face and then behind closed doors they're struggling and fighting and that i don't think i don't know i don't i haven't experienced it well enough to know because i didn't even like i said i didn't see shatika i just only talked to her on the phone and from her tone i would have never known Mm -hmm. i would have never known so i can imagine maybe if i was in front of her i could have seen now that i'm older i can look at people when you look at people in their eyes It's like they either look away like they're trying to hide something or they're uncomfortable eye contact or they break down. And I think sometimes you can tell just by simple eye contact and like Mm -hmm. a hug or like some people genuinely all they need is a hug. And you don't know what that does to people. So I I don't know. It's like a yes and a no.
0: I think a big thing is, um, well, I'm going to ask this question first before I go into my little Mm spiel and we. Get up out of here. Um, as the friend trying to console somebody going through it, what are you giving them? What 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 are you giving them now?
1: Um, as a friend trying to console someone going through depression, I would say give them grace and give them an ear. It's sometimes it's not always about the advice. Sometimes it's just about being there um i think that prior to knowing what depression is personally i think you know i talked about like oh i feel guilty because i feel like maybe i could have been there maybe i could have said something i think our for people that haven't experienced depression our thought is i gotta be there maybe i could have said this and said that and sometimes people don't need convincing that they don't need to take their life sometimes they just need somebody to sit and listen and to understand what they're going through to feel like they're not alone and they're not crazy so, I would say if you're consoling someone that is suicidal or depressed, dealing with depression, just be there for them. That's literally your job is to be there for that person and love that person unconditionally and pray for them. That's it. It's not to talk them out of it. You know, you pray about pray about that with them and over them um, and let them know how much you love them and how much you do appreciate them, but you just be there for
0: them. All right. So, I... My tidbit to give as far as being there as a friend for someone who's going through depression, suicidal thoughts, anxiety, so-and-so, mm-hmm. is to ask those probing questions. Like you said, look into somebody's eyes like, no, I think we should like, really sit with someone. If you can go and sit with them, if they close by, no, is everything okay? And ask deeper, like, don't just give me no lollygag answer Talk to me Like
1: Sometimes that's the answer Just saying yeah okay Because there's been Multiple times When people have asked me Am I okay And I'm like yeah I'm good And But that's so routine It's like no yeah. Dig deeper We're-
0: So it's like It's like I don't care I, Even at that point It's like Yo I'm not judging you I don't care what you got going on As far as Put your ego to the side Is everything okay mm-hmm. Like it was a point Where we got married And I know my funds was getting low, but a homeboy was like, yo, no. Nah. He's like, you good, bro? And I'm like, "Nah, I'm good, bro. Don't worry about it. And he stopped me and told me, no, are you really good, bro? Like, you need anything, mm-hmm. you let me know. Mm-hmm. Like, it comes a point where we have to be friends and family to, like, really tell a person, like, bro, it's okay. And we have to stop judging. Mm-hmm. So we have to... um what is it? It's a book I read. Um, ah. It's about conversations. It's uh, about kin by kin somebody. Intentional conversations. Oh, yes, yes. And in this book, they stay, you know, led on the line, like, level the playing field. Like, no, I don't care if I'm, I'm the rich cousin or I'm the rich friend. Like, mm-hmm. bro, what you got going on, bro? Mm-hmm. Like, it ain't that. I just love you where you at. And I think that's a lot of things, too, where it plays into a lot of these (laughs) folks and into a lot of people's egos and pride is because a lot of times us as the friends, we don't love and show people that we love them where you are. Mm -hmm. I don't care if I have a million dollars and you got five dollars. Hey, bro. It's okay, bro. I'm not finna make fun of you. I'm not finna say, man, you broke. I'm not finna not offer you to come on a trip or something like that with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think we have to start meeting people where they are and stop, you know what I'm saying? Oh, well, it's a big thing where, oh, if you wanna be a millionaire, you hang out with millionaires, right? Yeah. But like I say, it's it's all mindset. You know, if you're a millionaire, you can still bring up your homies, too. Mm-hmm. Now, don't. Y'all all be millionaires. And y'all can all be millionaires together because it is lonely. They always say it's lonely at the top. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be lonely at the top if you still consider the people at the bottom that you came at the bottom with. Your loved ones. But you got to meet them there. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have to meet them there. Yeah. So. I
1: also wanted to say, kind of off subject but on subject, um... I feel like I didn't know that maybe that's a part of the phone thing. I didn't know what it meant to be a friend until until we got married. And my friend stepped up also to, like, help me yeah. plan the wedding and do stuff. And even down to I love B. Simone, and she has a podcast, Know For Sure, with her best friend. And just hearing their stories of how they were there for each other in some of the darkest times and just answering the phone when your friend – like. Honestly, it's as if because I was so to myself and just in my little bubble. At home, even as a kid, I like I was always in my room and like never really mm-hmm. went out and stuff. I'm I'm re rele- I'm learning and relearning how to be a friend too. So mm-hmm. I think yeah yeah yeah. yeah.
0: So that's important. real quick, I know you just spoke on your little bubble. Was you more the only person? Like you just were you big on friends as a little kid, or was it?
1: Um. Yes. Like at school, okay. but like in terms of calling the house
0: neighborhood was it uh, big so frinks?
1: neighborhood was different because I was the baby and mm-hmm. I had girls on my street that I wanted to hang with and but they were like she's the youngest one like they didn't want to hang with me I just wanted to hang with them and so maybe that dismissive feeling maybe I don't know maybe that plays a part but um but but other than that I was in the house playing with my Barbie dolls and. Making
0: my own little whatever. Yeah. I guess it's it's a lot of moving parts to this thing, and I feel like we can help more without Mm -hmm. judging people. Mm -hmm. We can be there for people more, but it starts with both parties, actually. Yeah. So, to the ones going through it, it's okay to talk about it. Mm -hmm. To the ones thinking somebody's being standoffish, Okay, if they're standoffish, stand in their face and see why they're standoffish. It's a two-way street, and we all got to realize we got to meet somewhere in the middle because we got to cross paths to get to the other end just to get to work. So is there anything else you would like to leave this podcast or any words you would like to give to the audience, to Shatika, to
1: just that i wish i had the number but um if you are battling suicide um and you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to there are resources out there so look into those i think there's a hotline tip and stuff like that um but just to everybody just one thing i'm learning also is to be present um being present Like, being in the moment, like, if we're sitting here having a conversation, like, no, my phone's not in my hand, I'm not looking in my hand, I'm looking at you, I'm feeling your vibe, I'm I'm feeling and hearing your words. Like, I think that we all need to be more present when we interact with people, even when we're on the phone with people. Um, Because that will tell you, we miss so many things, a lot of things about a lot of people by not being present. Um, I think that phones and technology and social media has changed the game for a lot of stuff so um i'll say that I, I pray that everybody is more present with whoever you encounter that you care about that's real and also subscribe to this podcast as well
0: so moral of the story we love you we may have lost our podcast but we haven't lost you so with that being said much love thank you michi g for yet another beautiful interview and made a spirit the soul the legacy of shatika live on forever and forever mm-hmm. um forgive yourself I know whatever timeline it takes forgive yourself mm-hmm. and the same goes for as in as it was for moms you you do great things to let them live on you know you don't stop like this right here is beautiful just telling people you know it's okay Let's talk about it let's let's be good friends and let's be let's put this pride and ego to the side if we're dealing with some we deal with it, we smack it in the face right then and right there. We don't let it fester um and also a great tidbit that I have to say five stars before I leave this episode is diet. I'm a big dog, I've always been a big dog, but I do understand diet and mental health, it goes it goes together. So trying to,
1: colonics too to clean
0: yeah, out your colon. Yeah, I ain't gonna yeah. Uh <laughs> but
1: <laughs> I learned about that.
0: Yeah, but You're guys, right. yeah, whoa.
1: Guys too, get a colonic, clean out your system.
0: But now, nah, in all Those seriousness, let's let's real deal take that time to clean up our bodies, heal our bodies, our minds, our souls. What's up? I'm Husky Hefe, and this is Portrait in the Park. Take one. Two-way street. Phone ringing. Not today. It's been that type of day. So much lately, it's the norm to say. Maybe I should reach out. Maybe they'll do the same. You know what? I'll just stay in my lane. I know they feel the distance this pain i'm feeling i know it's being mimicked my street way more dark it's lights on yours my streets reflect the life of a mushroom i'm dying inside it's time for me to expel my pores my street ain't no better it's a cold cold world who's altering the weather ain't that grandma's sweater just a tidbit of what she left us she tried to give you a call Your voicemail just wouldn't let her. Full of resentment. Just express your feeling. Pick up the phone and call. You pick up the phone, it ain't that hard. I don't know what to say. How about you start with a hey? How's it going today? What if they... That's problem number one. You can't guess what they'll say. You have a choice. Choose a direction. There's always an equal but opposite. But staying stagnant is the true misdirection. Choose north. Choose south. Choose east. Choose west. But on this two-way street... Remember, words unspoken. Calls never made time never spent they never existed so they're not granted the gift of faith travel down the other side of the street sometimes you have to pull in a driveway to ensure safety for the person you're intended to meet two-way street and with that being said we out right
1: yeah thank y'all for listening and watching love y'all